Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode number 10 in Be With Me. We're in 1 Timothy. We're in a list of qualifications for overseers. I'm going to call today teachers with hands over their mouths. Teachers with hands over their mouths. So one of the qualifications for being an overseer, which is the same office as pastor, which is the same office as elder, which is the same office of leader, which is the same office of teacher, is that they should be able to teach. Uh, this is from the official passages from 1 Timothy 3, 2. Husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospital, able to teach. So why would I want a skilled, passionate, dedicated Bible teacher as an elder, overseer, pastor, teacher person? Well, what the, the question is, what does someone who is able to teach potentially have? What opportunities are afforded a teacher kind of in a unique way? What opportunities does anybody have who, who puts themselves regularly and systematically and exposes themselves before the word with an eye towards some sort of an output or conclusion? You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a teacher, but just consider the word. What happens when you consider the word? Well, one of the ironies in the in this Christian economy, the spiritual economy, is that God uses humans and asks us to be involved in a whole bunch of things, evangelism and care. And one of the things that he asks people to do is to teach, to be teachers of his people. So he's asked us to be ambassadors, Second Corinthians chapter 5, here. Uh, he's asked, asked us to be ambassadors here of a kingdom that is kind of here, but mostly there. So we are strangers and aliens and ambassadors, and we have a, a mouthpiece that we use to unravel his word. We unravel it to middle schoolers, we unravel it to three-year-olds, and we unravel it to adults. So how does that happen? Well, a person reads the, his, his word, he understands it then, and, he, and then he thinks about how to make it accessible and understandable to his audience. He thinks about how to make it winsome, when women can do this uh, too, but in the office of elder and pastor, the uh, the pastor is is tasked with exposing themselves to the word to the point of teaching, making it understandable, getting it organized in some sort of a systematic way, making sure it falls under systematic theology, make it entertaining, make it interesting. So, but something should happen along the way to the person that exposes themselves to the word. Now, let me just comment about what should not happen. First Corinthians 8.1 says, knowledge puffs up, so you don't want to, but love builds up. So you don't want to go towards pride. So pride is one of the dangers of having people uh, study the word and become pastors. Second thing in First Peter chapter 5 um, it, it talks to this, this shepherds and pastors, and it says, Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, not for money, but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples in the flock. So the other two things that I just wanted to mention of things that can happen is profit and power. Shameful gain is the profit and domineering is is the power. So this could be done wrong and end up with pride, profit, and power, and those pastors are uh, being vilified on TV every day. Okay. All right, so able to teach. So what happens um, as you 
become a Bible teacher? Well, the first thing you learn is that you have unlimited subject matter. If, if you had to do Bible TED Talks, uh, you could do not, you know, five or ten of them as maybe some super educated and insightful people could do. But but if you use the Bible as your source, I mean, you could do a thousand. You could do ten thousand. I mean, how many, how long could you live? You could do unlimited amount. You're, you're dealing with an infinite God, and there's lots to say. Uh, the second thing is, as you as you have a sensitive exposure to the word, it's going to expose your sin. You are going to be struck. Struck is the word I want to capitalize on. You are going to be struck with your own sin. So as you expose yourself to the word, which is to God, which is to his holiness, you should be struck. So preachers should be the most sinfully aware people on the planet. Now, they shouldn't be the most sinful, but they should be the most sinfully aware people on the planet. And first in line, of course, is your own sin. Uh, the next thing is that if you have, if you expose yourself to the, the Lord in his word, you're, you're going to be crushed by him. You're going to be broken to, to, to pieces. That sounds brutal, but it's par for the course for Christianity. Luke 20, 18, everyone who falls on the stone, falls on Jesus, will be broken to pieces. They'll be shattered. And when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. So don't let the don't let the stone fall on you. Don't come come willingly. That's being falling on the stone, versus unwillingly. Then you're going to be crushed. So people that come willingly are still going to be broken to pieces. Are still going to be shattered. So shattering is the next thing that happens. So if your soul is exposed to a holy saving God and you come away unshattered, you've not been paying attention. All right, next thing. If you genuinely have seen the Lord, like Job did, uh, we should, like him, say, I am of small account. How shall I answer you, Lord? I lay my hand on my mouth. So good teachers who expose themselves to the word and have become skillful in it by regular exposure should be silenced, silenced by humility. So to be skillful requires exposure. Exposure then causes you to be struck, shattered, and silenced. So men that are called to this church office should be struck with their own sin. They should be shattered by the Christ and they should be silenced in this conversation. And from there comes the real skill in teaching. From there is true authority that teaching is to be permeated with. And from there, from struck, shattered, and silenced is the desperation that prayer requires. And from there, is the place that leadership is forged. So elders are supposed to be skillful teachers, and if they are, and have had exposure to the world, they should be struck, silenced, and shattered. And from that place, excellent elders can be found. Skillful teachers are the ones with their hands over their mouths. Thanks for listening.